Hey, Magic Makers, I got another episode on tap for you. This day, I speak with Miss Katie Vesey, and she was a former client of mine, and we worked together for years. And, you know, as I go through these client conversations, it's really interesting to uncover, you know, what people have actually learned working with me. And as a coach, you know, my hope is to inspire and motivate you to have this as a long-term thing. You know, I'm not that coach that is about chasing these short-term goals. And it's really interesting to just hear what uh, clients have been able to take away from our time together. And one of the things that Katie said that, you know, that I that I really enforced in her is showing up for what's up. And in the conversation today, you will hear about a situation where we showed up and the situation was not exactly what we had anticipated, but it was through our, you know, mental prep of what to expect when you got there that got her through that episode, but also got her through to the other side when I asked you to step up again to make a big year-long commitment. And there is where I had really asked her to lean into trust, trust in the relationship that we had, trust that as I, as a coach, could get her what she was um, looking for. And I really, that was one of my pivotal moments as a coach that I was like, you know, I needed that trust. I needed that relationship to be like, you know what, you are going to let go of certainty and you are going to let me be your guide, knowing that I have your best interests at heart and that it might require you to do something so completely different than you've ever expected to do in the past and knowing that it's going to work out. And that was just, for me as a coach, that was just like, I got this, right? As a client, she said, I surrender. And as a coach, I said, I surrender to making sure I get you to where you are going to be. And I, and I just really enjoyed our, our our relationship. I enjoy that it's endured well past our coaching together and that, you know, she is truly someone I consider a friend. Um, we talked all about, you know, just kind of what it takes to find a good coach because there are a lot of coaches out there that will do something one time and then be like, I'm a coach, <laughs> come pay me for it. And, you know, you're not, you're not sure what you expect. And I know for me, I'm a professional coach. That's what I do. I've been at this for over 15 years and I didn't just win a trophy on Saturday, right? (laughs) I've won a couple of trophies, but that's all right. And that's not what makes me a good coach. What makes me a good coach is that I'm able to see your blind spots. I'm able to help you see the trees for the forest. And if you allow me, I can really help you to achieve your goals. And if you listen to any of the past testimonials, you'll see it. a lot of, that's what a lot of the girls who work with me, they had some big, crazy ass goals. And I was like, all right, buckle up. We are going to do that. So I want you to take a listen to our conversation with Katie. And, you know, I would I'd love to hear some of your takeaways from our conversation. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. 
If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, Magic Makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers. A few years ago, I was asked to go plant-based by my doctor. And I was, you know, after I picked myself up off the floor, I was absolutely clueless. I had no idea where to start. So I started collecting recipes because guess what? I don't do tofu. <laughs> and so what I've done is I've amassed a number of plant-based recipes. And if you're someone who has been trying to experiment with that meatless Monday and not exactly sure what to do, I have put together 58 plant-based recipes that are easy to follow and delicious. By the way, you don't have to go out searching for like eye of nude or anything like that. They are 58 foolproof recipes. And guess what? That's almost two months worth of recipes. So if you are trying to experiment with that plant-based life, make sure you grab these recipes to get started. It's definitely a crowd pleaser and something you can mix into your rotation. So be sure to grab the link in my bio and I will make sure that you are satisfied. Ah, oh, magic makers, you know, I always bring you good stuff. Today, I am talking with another client. Her name is Katie Beasy. Ah, oh, this woman is absolutely positively fantastic. And when I first started working with her, I don't really ever ask my client's age because, you know, why? And it wasn't until I went to her 30th birthday party that I was like, oh, I pushed you just a little too hard. <laughs> but I feel really glad that I pushed it really hard because she has grown. I like, oh my God, it's like, she's like my own child. Actually, she is, could be my own child if things went wrong with the prom. So I want to welcome Katie Beasy to the show. Katie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you because like one, I just, I love that I've seen you like blossom, right? You like came and I think everyone comes to a, a competition like, I just want to do a show. And you don't realize like from those like words to like now, like how those words have like completely transformed your life just from, you know, hey, hitting the stage, but just like thoughts that you would have never had in your head had you not competed. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's completely changed my life. Um, You know, lots of ups and downs, but to say I have grown from that experience is the understatement of the century. It really has completely catapulted my entire career, my life. It's changed everything for me. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I, I really liked about you is that, you know, I always say to people, they're like, you know, how do people get the best results from coaching? And the first thing I always say is like, you have to be coachable. And, you know, that word is like, I, I, it's very nebulous. And I always say, you know, f- for people, that word is like, while listening to what the coach has to say, but also giving feedback to the coach mm-hmm. and treating it like a partnership. And so like, you know, now that you're on the other side of it, you know, do you feel that like being coachable is that thing that, that you know, kind of like that it factor that gets clients the results that they're looking for? Oh gosh. Yeah. You can tell the difference, you know, between the people you can do the work, you know, especially with my online clients, um, the platform I use, they can check off everything that they've done and tell me their weights. But if I don't hear anything from you besides just 
you're working out great. It's the ones who are giving me feedback, you know, telling me what their successes are, how they've improved, where they're struggling. You know, they sometimes think they're asking too much of me, but they're not either paying for a coach. It's my job. I truly enjoy coaching. Mm. So those are the people that tend to get the results right now. I'm actually coaching. Um, women's paintball has to decided to develop a pro league this year for women. So it's a very huge thing for me because I have been such a girl's girl, you know, especially that's another thing that transpired through competing. I am such a cheerleader for other women. So to be asked to come on and help train one of the women's pro teams was in a sport that is so male dominated was a huge honor for me. And I can tell you right away, these girls, I've only been with them for a little bit now. But there's a couple that I've told Anthony, my husband, who runs the paintball league, um, I've told him, you know, these are the ones that are going to get the best results because they're giving me feedback. You know, they're writing what they're doing in the workouts, how it feels, you know, the ones that are literally just checking off all the boxes. I don't know what's going on there. Right. You know, I don't know if they're pressing, especially because I don't know where their fitness level started at. So right, being right. having that feedback, having that conversation, it absolutely leads to the most results. Yeah. And you know, that, and that was one of the, the things like the time that I remember, you know, there's plenty of times we coached together for a long time. There was the time that I remember was when, um, you went to Vegas mm-hmm. and it was the first, it was, I think it was the first year they ever did figure in Vegas. And oh, it was the first time they had pro cards. And so all these <laughs> randos showed up <laughs> And, you know, like we always tell all the girls, like, we don't know who's going to show up. Like we just, we just roll up and prepare for the best. And we rolled up and it was the first time I had pro cards and there were people and we were like, holy crap, we are not in Kansas anymore. There was some like legit, like beast mode women in that crowd. Yeah. They look like they ate two of me. <laughs> yeah. And I remember you got on stage and we're like, we're just going to do it. We're here. But, you know? check the box. And I remember I'm like, I go, so what has this taught you? And you're like, I got to work. And Mm -hmm. it's like, and I said, well, are you willing to sit out for one full year to like, just meet stuff you full. And so that we can get back on stage and show these people that you're beast mode Katie too. And you're like, I'm in. And for many women, you know, especially in the competition space, so many people are like, oh no, I got to get on stage, you know, six months or three months, whatever. But you're like, no, like I came here, I saw these women and I'm like, I got to do it. And at that moment, I was like, she's got it. Like you understood that it wasn't about showing up, showing up, showing up. It's like showing up with your best package. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, for me, especially getting lean was the easy part, you know, right. eating bacon show week, you know, that was fine. Um, but to that take that year off and pack on both muscle and fat. You know, I was uncomfortable in my body, but again, when you're an athlete and you want to take it to that next level, it takes, you know, trusting your coach. You have to know that they have your best interest at heart. And I knew you always did. And we put in the work and, you know, I went from, you know, I did well in the local shows that year, the first year, but you know, figure in Vegas, I came in dead last and we came back the next year with a top five trophy because I just listened to you, did the work, took the time off. And it was hard. You know, I still went and supported the other girls at the competitions. I showed up at Sunday session every week and it was just the consistency and just building and trusting you. Yeah. And that's, you know, 
And for a lot of people, you know, you work in the online space. I work in the online space that it's like, and I feel like, you know, I've been at this over a decade. And in the beginning, there were, you know, trainers like me. I train, I've been a trainer for over, over 15 years. And I just was like, you know what, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sick of being in the gym. And so I took my, my work online. And I now feel like there's so many false promises out there that, you know, one person wins a show on a weekend and next thing you know, they are a coach. Um, and, you know, they did this protocol and, you know, it worked for them. And so I feel like, you know, it's someone who's like sitting there trying to figure out, like, how do you find an online coach? How do you not fall for like the pretty, you know, pictures or the funny reels? Like, you know, how do you kind of start to say to yourself, you know what, like, she told me that in one year, I'm going to have the results that I want. Like, how was, how were you like, dang, I'm going to buy in. Like, you know, what was that like thought process for you? Like, you know what, I know she can help me out. Um, I think, you know, just even working with you that year before we developed a really good relationship. Um, we kind of, even in that one year built so much. So going into a program like Kathy Savage, I knew there was a great reputation behind it. So I could trust who she would have as coaches. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people that, you know, do one competition and become a fitness coach. You know, I myself don't even, I do not touch the competition space. That is not me. I don't want to do it. I mean, I had calls at 3am before when I was coaching that Mm -hmm. someone ate a jar of almond butter in their sleep. I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. Um, I love working with women in strength training. That's my forte, but you know, you really have to do your research, you know, look at even, you know, we have so great now that we have social media that you can kind of, usually you can tell when someone's fake, you know, you want to look at that coach that's letting you in on the real side of their life too. If it's all just butterflies and rainbows all the time, and they don't post a struggle, they only have pictures from photo shoots and everything is just perfectly poised and set up and, you know, the same pretty colorway, their whole Instagram, like, yeah, they're putting in work, but is it the work that is going to help you get where you want? Or is it more about them and their outer image? So I think you really having social media now really lets you have a glimpse into your coach's life. And you can also see if maybe that coach personality wise will be a fit for you. Yeah, I, I I really think personalities are very um really important. And you know, I always I always say to people like I'm better in person mm-hmm. than when I write you an email. Like when I write you an email, my thing is like I want to just say do I'm I'm very prescriptive in my emails, like do A, B, C, and D. And I usually ask a question, but it's like I'm prescriptive in my emails, but when I'm with you personally, it, it's, it now is, it's a, can be a conversation, but in an email, like you can't have a conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one sided. It's like you tell me something, I tell you something. And so, one, I hate to read. So, <laughs> that's my undiagnosed ADD. <laughs> I like to skim. So, when I reply back, I'm like, I know I skim. So, I just want you to give me the highlights chicken, th- do this, don't do that. Great. I'm off to the next thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that is tough because even I'm still adjusting to that online space. You know, I would still say as of right now, I prefer one-on-one for that reason. Right. Um, and I'm still learning, but I, it is funny that you say that. Cause I remember a few times when I started taking over leading Sunday sessions, people come up to me and they're like, so Kim. And I was like, I swear she's a lot 
warmer than she comes across an email. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, especially when I'm trying to get back to like 50 people, I'm like, I want to like get back to you in a timely manner. So I don't have the pleasantries mm-hmm. in an email that I would in person. And so, you know, now, you know, in my coaching business, I always have a call two times a week, two times a month. And that way, like you can show that, like, I talk about random stupid stuff in person, yeah. but an email, like, I'm not going to tell you like, oh my God, this morning I had cottage cheese for breakfast. And... <laughs> because it's like, you want to get on with your day. I'm like, or at least I hope you want to get on with your day. You just want to be like, all right, what does Kim want me to do today? Um, But it's, you know, and I I think for me, it is like, when you tell me your goal, it was my, it's my goal tool. It's Mm -hmm. my goal tool. Like I was like, all right, we're going to show up in Vegas next year and we're going to get some freaking hardware. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, so it's like, I, you know, the hard part, I guess, about coaching is that like, you see the greatness in you. And like, you know, I see greatness in all my clients. I don't see, if you tell me that you want to be an astronaut, I'm like, awesome. You might need to move to Florida. Are you open for that? <laughs> you know, like I'm going to point out some of your obstacles and if you're down with it, then let's go. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I believe everyone, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do. However, there has to be some steps that you got to take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know from you and for me and for you as your coach, a lot of people come to us with expectations. Like just because I gave you money, that's my transformation, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm going to, you know, look like you. I'm going to magically somehow just by being in your orbit, make the transformation that in my mind that maybe I haven't even told you yet, I'm going to make. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a tough part with that online space is that, you know, being clear about what your actual goals are so we can decide if, what is the timeline for that? Because I think there's just such an unrealistic mm. timeline. I mean, I grew up playing sports my entire life. I was a competitive dancer. I came in with a fairly lean body. Like I, I always tell my clients that. And then they look at me now and I'm like, this is God knows how long I've been doing this. This is 12 years of consistent weightlifting. It's not going to exactly. happen eight weeks. And that's tough for some people to swallow, especially with that instant gratification, you know, society we live in now and those false promises, especially online, you know, there's still magazines, you know, I think about this being in the early 2000s, you know, how devastating some of those magazine covers were sitting at the grocery store with my mom, but you're still seeing, you know, the Cosmos and some of those health magazines that are promising, you know, your six pack abs in six weeks. And is not happening. That's a lot of that has to do with just even your makeup of your body, your structure, like some of those things are not going to be able to be promised. So again, we said communication is so key on that online space. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I always, you know, even though I no longer coach competitive girls, I always, you know, it always, I always hated to be that person who like, they would come in and I don't know who started this? And I want them to stop that, you know, show prep is 12 to 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, it depends, right? It, it depends yeah. on, depends on the person, depends on your goal. If you're someone who is trying to go get that more muscular look and you have no muscular, you, you don't have any gym underneath your belt. You've, you know, haven't really been kind of dabbling at the gym. I would be like, you know what? Six months you know, and, and then, then we'll talk, 
Mm-hmm. You know, things have started to come in beautifully. We can talk, but you know, these people come in and I, I feel like, you know, I always say this, like it's Amazon prime. Like, you know, you woke up on Monday and said, you're going to lose 30 pounds. And if it's not done by Friday, you're pissed. Yeah. And so it's, you know, someone, someone like you, which I actually liked is like, you're like, okay, I know that it's a process and you know, it messed with your head because you were, you were always a lean girl. But instead of us having a physique goal, we were just like, I used used to make, that's how you got to CrossFit. I'd be like, go and do a CrossFit game because mm-hmm. CrossFit could give a crap about how you looked. I was like, yeah, go, you know, uh, they still have the games. They still have the opens in March, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was It'll like, be, yeah, starting in February this year, but yeah. So I was like, go train for the open. Because I knew that you would be lifting, but it would also give you like something more to do other than is my body here yet? Is my body? Yeah. Yep. You know? So, you know, a lot of times as coaches, it's like we have to come up with other ways other than that damn scale or other than how something looks, especially if you have a long-term goal. You know, even if say you had to try to have to lose hundred pounds. Well. When you lose your first 10, it's still going to look like you got a long way to go. But if we can come up with other little carrots along the way to keep you going, that way you don't get discouraged and you're like, screw it. I'm going to wait for my hundred, my 600 pound life to come knocking on my door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do that with my own clients as well. Again, not coaching fitness competitors, but you know, just kind of having them have little small goals along the way and also trying, especially for me. Cause that I really focus on strength training for women. Um, yes, there's obviously a lot of women come with fat loss goals, but I really try to push them to, you know, we will schedule like certain weeks, whether they're in person or online, I'll go through different cycles so they can see that they're getting stronger, or we can talk about, you know, their energy, their mobility. And I have a client who came to me, not being able to walk up the stairs, right? She's down 50 pounds. Great. But her knees feel so much better. Yes. She's stronger now she can squat. She couldn't squat. She couldn't lunge. Her knees were a mess. She was told she was bone on bone. And now she's, you know, she actually got into CrossFit for a little while too. So this is someone who couldn't even walk up and down stairs without pain now taking CrossFit classes and deadlifting well over a hundred pounds, you know, she just trusted the process and it was a long process to get Mm. there, but she appreciated every step of the journey. It was, I feel really great today. I'm waking up without pain. I'm having more energy, like those small things, you know, I would say fitness is supposed to enhance your life. And even I still get stuck in this trap. It shouldn't be your entire life. You know, it should not be giving up everything to spend hours and hours at the gym and weighing and measuring every little bit of food, you know, unless you are competing at that level or you're a professional athlete, it's supposed to enhance your life outside of the gym. Yeah. And it's really funny because I know that for me, when I was getting out of competing, it was very hard for me to make that transition from athlete to regular folk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thought of, you know, not going to the gym every day and not being there for two hours at a time. I was like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> and now fast forward, almost God, it's been almost 10 years since I last stepped on stage. And now I'm like, a workout lasts more than 40 minutes. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, I got places to be. And so I, you know, I appreciate those. I appreciate that now that, you know, I look at different ways to measure my workout. 
Mm-hmm. that it's not about the duration. It's not about the time. It's like, what did I do with my time at the gym? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's still, you know, I, I have such a classic example of that. I went from competitive dance to then went into the fitness competitions. And I was like, you know, everything has been, that's been my personality. So I was a dancer and that was my personality. That was it. And then I was a figure competitor and that was my personality. And then I came out of that and I was like, oh God, what do I do with myself? Right. Who am I? So I started doing CrossFit and thinking like, this is great. Cause like you said, it's making me not focus on my body and this and that. But then all I did was chase numbers and PRs. And then I started doing the CrossFit competitions and that again became everything. So right now is kind of me finding my own journey into finding what's a regular healthy person do. I'm like, what? people just work out to be healthy. Like, what's that like? I'm not really sure. So me, myself, I'm working on that now. You know, I've done a lot of self-growth. I've done, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I'm always very open with that. So, you know, my therapist is like, what do you like to do for fun? I'm like, work out. He was like, no, that's your job. And you right. do that also. But like, what else are you outside of that? So, you know, now I've found, you know, back in the day, me taking a yoga class, I always told you I would never do it because you can't win yoga. Right. I love yoga. I am Reiki certified. I have tapped into this more spiritual side. I've also discovered, you know, through my adoption of my newer dog, I love training with him. You know, I've extended class training classes with him. And then I got into fostering. Like there are so many things outside of fitness and being in competitive fitness spaces that I now can let into my life and become a part of me. So now when people ask me what I like to do, I like to go hiking. I like kayaking. I like taking my dance classes again, like I used to. I like being with my dogs, training them, fostering them, giving my time to rescues. I, If you asked me if I, even a year or two ago what I like to do for fun, I would have just sat there and stared at you. Right. You're like, so I go to the gym and yep. then I do that again. Yeah, and, and that was it. <laughs> and it's funny. I laugh because I was like, I've always said we have very similar personalities forever is that this was two years ago. It was like, right, right before Rona, I went to an event and it it was, it was a personal development event. And they were like, what are your hobbies? And I was like, I'm like, what are hobbies? I was like, like, go to the gym. I like working out. I'm like, I read. And it was just like, from that moment on, I was like, Ooh, I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't have hobbies. I was like, my hobby, like my hobby for a very long time was the gym. And then my hobby for a very long time was building my business. And I was like, I don't have any hobbies. And it just like, it was such a, like, I want to say like maybe five years ago, I would have never heard that. It would be like, I go to the gym. See you later. Like, I don't need yeah. no hobbies. And now it's like, yeah, you do need hobbies outside of going to the gym. So yeah. it's, it's really interesting that that has found you. And it, um, my, one of my former clients, she actually started a um dog boot camp like so she, like it's a boot camp where you bring your dogs like so it's like this whole like you know it's like everyone likes camaraderie but it's like you know a lot of times it's like everyone also if you're you know a dog if you're a dog person you're a dog person so you mm-hmm. you get it you're like why wouldn't I bring my dog to the workout yep <laughs> <laughs> like that's not weird <clears throat> although I have a friend's we were just with him this weekend his dog is um lazy and literally like to like it'll be like 10 o'clock at night and I'm like all right let's do our last walk and the dog will be like I'm good I'll hold it (laughs) yeah that's one of my dogs my dog that I adopted 
is me in a nutshell, like go, 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 and then crash and then go, go, go again. Like same thing. We get that undiagnosed ADHD. So we're just all over the place until we burn ourselves out. But it's great because like I said, I can bring him in with my clients. He right. loves box jumps. He's great at those. Oh my he can God. get up to the 30 inch box by himself, jumps up there, sits. He's great. But you know, that, like I said, it's become like a huge part of my life that I don't think I would have even had the time to get a rescue puppy and train him and do all right. these things with him if I was just like, but no, the gym and my job and the job is my gym and gym is my job. And that's all I have. Right. <laughs> it's just that cycle. Exactly. 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 So what would you say some of the results you have seen by working with me? Um, beyond just like we've talked about the physical, you know, I was able to put on a lot of muscle with you, but also not just in that fitness competition space, you know, that has, I've created this kind of healthy body mass that I've carried throughout this time. I haven't stepped on stage in quite a long time. Um, but I still am able to maintain this muscle mass that has now transferred to being really strong, Mm -hmm. um, in CrossFit. So that's been something that I've definitely gained from you, but also just that confidence and appreciation for my body, you know, allowing myself to go through those seasons of change with my body where before it was tough. Um, you know, COVID came, the pandemic, we're all locked in our houses. I would be lying if I said it wasn't tough on me to see the changes in my body. And I had a home gym sitting right outside and I was like, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to be by myself in the gym. And it was tough. Um, but because I think working with you, I was able to say, you know what, this is just a season. This is mm. a season of my life. This is a phase of my body. I know overall I am healthy. I will get back to it without kind of really staying and harping on myself. I'm able to go through those ebbs and flows and understand that life happens. Um, there's going to be times I'm not going to be able to work out as much as I want or eat as healthy. But through working with you, I've been able to just move through those times, get back on the horse not get so down on myself just about how the way my body looks because it is able to do so many things for me that it's so much more than what it looks like in the package that it's in. And I think that's been one of the really big things that I've learned from working with you. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because it's like, you know, yes, you had this physical transformation. Great. Awesome. But for me, like, that's like, that's a nice to have, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I love that, you know, and I just, I had a call with Trish uh, Pilate and she said the same thing. She's like, yeah, she's like my body transformed, but she's like, just some of the thoughts that I now have. And she's in the same boat that you are right now. She's like, you know, she's like, I, she's, she's running two, she's like, I'm running two businesses. She's like, I can't be at the gym all the time. So I have to be okay with my season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all get that little crazy spiral started and then we're like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yep. This is my season, you know, it's going to end. I'm doing what I can. Mm-hmm. And just like talk yourself off that ledge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I now say to some of my clients, they will laugh at me. And, you know, some of the other CrossFit coaches have heard me say it. I use your phrase. I'm like, don't be a ding dong. Like, get out of your head. Like the amount of times I've heard that from you. And now I say it and they're all like, did you just call me a ding dong? I'm like, yeah. And it made you stop and think that yes. you're being strong. <laughs> like ding dong just made you stop. You're like, who uses ding dong? And then you're like, <laughs> then you're like, you know what? I think I am being a ding dong. <laughs> because it's like, if I said anything else, you wouldn't listen. But if I say ding dong, you're like, no one uses the word ding dong. 
what are you five? <laughs> and it's like a really good wake up call. Cause you're just like, it's just insulting enough for you to be like, wait a second. But then you're like, but yeah, I am. <laughs> right. And it's like, I, you know, for a lot of, and I get it. Like I am recovering perfectionist mm-hmm. <laughs> over trainer. Oh, like it's funny. I actually, my candle says that it's the Brene Brown quote that I'm a recovering perfectionist and an aspiring good enoughist. <laughs> yeah. It, God, that girl, that she changed my world. Um, but I am. So it's like, I totally get like, you start with like these, like, what's going to be like a five minute thing, but you didn't do it good enough. So then it's like going to be, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Next thing you know, you've been there for four hours and then you're like, okay, for the love of God, I have to stop. Yep. So I, I totally get that. You know, I'm going to write that down. Brene Brown. I meant to buy her new book. Now I'm just writing it down. Um, <laughs> I, what I like, I have to get her books on audio because I think it's something about the Texan accent that really drives it home. <laughs> I've got to try that. I am like such a hands-on type person that I still read books, but like we talked about with the ADD, I probably need both. Cause I will read a page and I'll be like, wait, what did I just read? <laughs> no, no, no. I literally like my office is cluttered with books right now, but I do, I, I need the physical book, but I like to listen. Mm-hmm when I go for a walk so that it's like, I listen to it first and I'm like, if I love it, I buy it. But yeah. it's like, but for her, there's just something about listening to her, like that Texas accent. I'm like, Oh, like, yeah. it's just like, she just finds a way to like, well, I think all Southerners have a way of saying like insulting things mm-hmm. in a nice way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas us from up here, we're just insulting. <laughs> we're just insulting. Yes. Yeah. New Englander, like New Englanders were insulting. And I'm from New York. So you put New York and New England together. I'm just like a hot mess of insulted. <laughs> we just don't know how not to be direct. I love those um, those commercials, the Sam Adams commercials. It's like your cousin from Boston. Oh, yeah. And I was like, everyone knows that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that guy. So I just think it's so funny. Um but yeah, I, you know, I love that, like how those also like mindset things that you bring to your clients, because it's especially in strength training, especially like your, you know, be a CrossFit, be at that paintball, which I think is so freaking phenomenal mm-hmm. <laughs> that it, you, you have to mentally get there and say, I can lift whatever the lift is. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the thing I always find, like, even though I know CrossFit is all about you show up and that's the workout on the board. Yeah the games. I'm like, wait, you do the same thing for the games. And I was always just like, I still watch the CrossFit games every time they're on TV. And I just, am so fascinated that like you show up and they're like, okay, it's a four mile swim. And I'm like, what? (laughs) To a like, you know, how many deadlifts can you do in a minute? And I'm just, I'm always, so you have to have that like mindset to be able to to shift gears, you know, even if it's something that you don't want to do. Because mm-hmm. if you told me to swim four miles, I'd be like, oh, fuck yourself. So yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I'm out of the games. So <laughs> it is like being able to have that mindset of like shifting gears and just saying like, you know, it might not be your best lift, but you're like, I got to do it to get through yeah. to the next level. So it's being able to like ship, like, you know, have that switch that you can kind of ch- click on when you need to click it on. Yeah. And I think that's, what's been good for me is, you know, granted when I've done competitions, we do know the workouts ahead of time, but like you said, there's always one that I'm like, Ooh, I really suck at that, but you know, maybe I'm good at another one and it all balances out. But for me, 
I am a massive overthinker, you know, it's just what I do best. So for me to just have to show up and do what's there, I think has been really good for me. And I get nervous every class I take every half the time I coach a class and I still get nervous before. That's just my personality. But I think it has been really good for me because it's built a lot of confidence in just going in and being able to do whether it's the unknown or something that I suck at and don't want to do and just trying it. Um, And I think that's been really, you know, a big learning experience for me as someone who in the past has kind of shied away from things when I know I'm not the best, or if I might fail, I don't do things in front of people. Um, So I think that's been really huge for me as a confidence builder. And, you know, even with my clients, you know, majority do not do CrossFit and I don't push CrossFit on them. Um, I just think for women, that confidence of coming in and thinking you aren't strong enough, Mm. not knowing what your body is, and then finding out what you're capable of. I think strength training is just hugely life-changing yes. for women, whether yes. it's in the gym and not even just about your body, but what it brings outside of the gym, you know, in your workplace, you cannot tell me that there is not a woman who isn't a total badass at the gym that goes into the workplace and is this completely meek person. You know, that is the woman that is more likely to stand up for herself, to you know, speak her mind, say yeah. her mind, more bold. And I really think that that is a huge part of strength training that I think is why I'm so passionate about that. And especially with women. You, you know, it's so funny that you, you say that. Cause I, I remember when I, you know, first started in this, I first went to the gym and like just setting a goal. Like I had never set a goal before. And then I'm like, wow, I hit it. And then it was just like, being able to go into a gym and just like pick up a heavier weight, a weight that I never thought I would ever be lifting. And then I'm like, holy crap. Like, you know, it's just like, for me, strength training shows you like the process mm-hmm. because it's like, no one walks into the gym lifting the hundred pound dumbbells. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you do awesome, but for most of us, we start at the five pounds and like over time, you know, stair step our way up to the heavier weight. And I think strength training teaches you that there is a process where mm-hmm. in, you know, if you look at any magazine, you know, they're like fat loss, like 30 days to 30 pounds, right? No one, you, know, you don't ever read 30 days to lift 300 pounds. Like you don't read those, yeah. those mm-hmm. articles don't exist. And if they do exist, you're taking something and it ain't yeah. protein powder. <laughs> And so I feel like as women, if we started to really focus in on the strength training, one, Mm -hmm. stop lifting the same damn weight you've been lifting for the last 200 years. But one, if you saw the progression that like, maybe all of your lifts aren't going to progress, but out of a month, one of your lifts is going to progress. And if it doesn't progress in that first month, the second month is going to progress. But it's like being able to see that it is showing up consistently versus the like, you know, beat yourself down workouts that you feel are going to give you the results that you're looking for. Yeah. And I mean, that gratification of getting out, you know, becoming a little bit uncomfortable and what that can bring. So like we said, getting uncomfortable, not lifting the same weights all the time, going a little bit higher and it's going to burn a little bit more, but you're not completely beating yourself up, but it's getting you stronger. And I think that again, that parallels real life. When you get a little bit uncomfortable, 
it makes you a stronger person outside of the gym as well and opens up more opportunities for you. So I think it's just strength training is just end all be all for women. Everyone needs to pick up a weight. Yeah. And, you know, I just got back from Florida and every time I go there, I'm like, I got to lift a little heavier this week because like I see what happens when you don't. I can see what happens when you're not lifting consistently over and over again, that, you know, you tell yourself that like, oh, I'm just going for a walk. Yeah. I love a good walk, but I'm, I'm never going to not lift. You know, I love, you know, if you play a sport, you know, golf, tennis, whatever it is great. I'm never going to knock you on that, but I always feel like at least two to three days, Mm-hmm. get yourself in the gym and it doesn't have to be a four hour endeavor. It could easily be a 30 minute, 15 minute, uh, boost at the gym. Um, but I absolutely, I absolutely love this conversation and I could talk to you all night <laughs> long. So Katie, where can people find you on the socials? Um, so my Instagram is the letters K T V Z underscore fit. Um, and then my website is the letters ktvzfitness.com. Awesome. 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 And Katie is a fanabulous person. So definitely follow her on the socials um, and, you know, keep her, keep her in mind. She is absolutely fabulous. You know, I only have fabulous people here. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. All right. What did you guys think, Magic Makers? You know, the, the the few takeaways that I had, okay, I had more than a few takeaways. The takeaway I had from her is that I helped her with the unrealistic expectations, especially in the bikini competition world. There are unre- expectations that, you know, you feel that in X number of weeks, you're going to have this like banging body. And she was like, you know what, Kim, you were very clear about what I should expect. And that helped me to set my expectations, but it also helped her to understand the journey, right? I was very clear about what the journey looked like, laying out the path and the pattern of what to expect. And now she's like, you know what? Because of the work that we did, the mindset work that we did, the mental prep work that we did, she understands that there are seasons of change, seasons in her body, seasons where, you know, she is going to be able to work out hard, seasons where she's not going to work out hard, be it because her body's just not feeling it or just it's just that time of year for her. But not to panic and think that, you know, this season is going to last for the rest of her life. You know, I also love that while working her body, it translated into confidence. Confidence inside the gym, you know, she does a lot of CrossFit. It's like confidence in the gym that like, yeah, I can get underneath that bar and lift whatever the weight is that she has chosen to lift, but also confidence that like she now runs her own business. And when I first met Katie, she's like, oh no, that's not for me. And now she's like, you know what? I run my own business. I'm working with professional athletes now. And it is the confidence that she gained in her body that taught her how to have that confidence outside. And so for many of us, we think that weight loss is just about weight loss, but it's like having that confidence factor saying, you know, I know I'm going to lose this weight. I know I'm going to keep this weight off once I do it, or I know I'm going to build this muscle and I know I'm going to keep it on for the long term. That's where the shift happens for many people. We have to have that mindset shift. And so many of us, the, we don't keep our goals because we're so focused on keeping our goals that we're not looking at the bigger picture. We're not looking at the, is what I'm doing sustainable? Is what I'm doing realistic? You know, 
do I own that I have seasons, right? You know, I, I talk about, I have, I have clients who are uh, tax accountants. You can't own, you have to own that from pretty much March through May, you are like behind a freaking adding machine. I don't know if they still use adding machines, but you know what I'm saying. You are like knee deep in getting everyone's taxes out on time because people are going to get pissed if their taxes are on uh, if their taxes aren't out on time. Yes, that came out correctly. You're also just trying to manage expectations as a coach, and that's one of my biggest. Uh, I think my biggest strengths here is like really working with you on that mindset to say. If you take these actions, this is what's going to happen. These are your choices and they come from the decisions that you make. And that is how you get ultimately to your results. It's not by having some kale. It's not by having some magic superfood. It's about, you know, making clear decisions that lead to better choices. And, you know, getting uncomfortable and not being and being okay if I call you a ding dong from time to time. So that's, that's, you know, these conversations are really to give you a view into how I work. Like, I'm not that coach that's going to hand you, you know, this is your prescription. Do this for the rest of your natural born life. I am very, um, it's a conversation, right? It is a relationship, right? It's not one-sided do and then expect. Like, I want to understand, you did that. What what can I expect? Were you hungry? Did you have low energy? What were your cravings like? Are you sleeping? Are you stressed out? What's going on? Because all of those pieces will shift into how I give you something else to do. And not every week is about do this, do this, do this. Sometimes you're like, let's just let that marinate for a few weeks just to see if this is the prescription for you, right? And I just always want people to realize that it's not about the doing. It is about the vision, right? What is your vision, your long-term vision for yourself so that we can ultimately build into that consistency that will lead to results? Because here's why I ask you to have the courage, the courage to do different. If I want different, I have to do different. And I have to have the courage to trust someone that they will help guide me to where I want to go. So if you're someone who's like, this really landed with me and I really want to be guided, do me a favor, hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if we are a match for each other and if I can help you hit your goals. So you can always find me on social media and any other questions or comments, you know how to find me. Thanks and have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Bye.